0: Hey there, and welcome to The Devotional. I'm Walter, the Dyslexic Bilingual Hillbilly and Pastor of the Rhine River Baptist Church. Today is Monday, November 13th, 2023, and today is our 233rd Devotional. And yeah, I've taken a couple of weeks off with family being here from the States, and we will take some more time off um, at the end of this month, early next month, Uh, just for different things going on. But um, we're continuing on with this um, uh, character series. Uh, We finished up the last time looking at um, King Saul, the first king uh, over all the tribes of Israel. And today we're going to be starting uh, looking at David. Um, Now, we can't do David justice in one day or two days. Uh, It'll take all week to just look at his life and we won't even do him justice with that. But um, today we're going to be looking at uh, David, one that others don't notice but God does. And we're looking primarily at 1 Samuel chapter uh, 16 verse 4. It says this, But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance, or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For the Lord, or for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. And so the question is here, what is God looking for? What was God looking for in a man? He obviously wasn't looking at Eliab. That's who uh, God was talking about here with Eliab. Samuel, as Samuel was out uh, finding a new king to anoint, uh, he had been directed to go to Jesse's house. And uh, First Samuel chapter 16, uh, he says that King Saul will kill him if he finds out what he's doing. And God says to go anyways and to perform a sacrifice. And so Samuel goes and he starts looking at Jesse's sons. And the first one that comes out, God says, it's not him. And they go through the whole list of them and doesn't appear to be any more sons. And Samuel says, do you have any more? And he says, we have one little one out in the field. And he's, uh, the Bible uses the word ruddy. Um, he's he, he's a youth. He's He's not of age. He's not ready to go out to battle. You might even say, Um, But God is looking for something a little bit deeper. And so why did God notice David when everybody else just ignored him, overlooked him, didn't recognize him? Well, it's easy to overlook, to ignore, to not recognize the youngest son. Uh, It's easy to overlook a little kid oftentimes. They don't have potential Oftentimes a brother or a a parent even sometimes will not see the potential uh, that a child has. But God sees the potential there. And so what is God looking for? Well, first off, I see he was looking for faithfulness in in David. Um, He was looking for faithfulness in anybody, but David had it. Um, If you'll think about it this way, uh, David was out watching sheep. And he's got a lot of brothers over him and he's watching his dad's sheep. Now, uh, when the inheritance gets split up, um, the the oldest son would get about 51% of the inheritance. He would get the, the majority of it, uh, if I've understood it right, the way you break down the inheritance. So the oldest son would get half of everything. And then the other half is split up between the other brothers, going down in percentage. And and David was far enough down the line, being the youngest one, he might get, out of a hundred sheep, he might get one or two sheep out of the whole herd. And, And they weren't his sheep that he was watching. He was watching somebody else's sheep. and But he was told to go out and watch the sheep, and he did it faithfully. And didn't complain, it doesn't appear. Uh, In in fact, he guards them with his life and and is willing to lay down his life for someone else's sheep. And, And he's just willing to be obedient to his dad. When his dad tells him to go do something, he does it without questioning. He does it without complaining. He just is faithful where God has put him. And I think that's what God is looking for to begin with, with people. Uh, With David, he was a faithful man. Uh, A second thing that we can see about David that God was looking for, uh, he was a man that was practicing for what was to come. Um, He knew that there were going to be battles ahead. They had been living with enemies all around them. Uh, If you know anything about the Middle East, It's a very turbulent time, even to this day. Uh, In Israel, they have enemies on all sides, it seems like, and they have to be constantly preparing for war. Well, David was doing that. He was out in the field. He was practicing for war out in the field. He was protecting the sheep, uh, but he was also practicing with his sling. He had to have been practicing with the sling. And I can just imagine what's going on as you're watching the sheep, and trying to take care of them, and you're trying to keep them away from areas. Well, one of the best ways that I had always found to keep them, uh, cattle from going into areas was to throw a stick or a stone into an area and make a, a loud noise in that area. And they would instinctively turn away from it. Well, I can imagine David would do that with a sling. He would take a stone and throw it into brush that he didn't want the 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 cattle to be in and the more he did that the more proficient he got with with casting a stone and tomorrow we'll look a little bit of, of what took place uh, with being so proficient and being prepared for the battle but he was preparing for the battle he was preparing to take out the enemies uh, that were in the way and he was willing to lay down if he was willing to lay down his life for sheep What more do you think he's willing to lay down his life for? So God sees that in him. He was faithful um, and he was practicing. He was preparing for what was to come, but he also had a tender heart. Uh, You notice when you read through 1 Samuel chapter 16, you see that um, at the end of that, God gives Saul uh, an evil spirit and they say, let's go find somebody that can play the harp that can ease your spirit. And David was that man that they called in. They didn't even know who David was, but they just knew he knew how to play a harp or he knew how to play his instrument and he knew how to sing. Uh, He was open about it and people uh, recognized that he was uh, willing to make known uh, the praises of the Lord, even at that early age. And so we see uh, he he was someone that, it appears that as he was watching the sheep, he was meditating on God's word. Uh, you find in the first Psalm, uh, kind of a, uh, uh, he, he's pointing back maybe to that time where he says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate. Day and night. And I can imagine David out there in the fields meditating on the law of God day and night as he's watching the sheep, just what he has heard from the priests, uh, from the prophet Samuel, from the different ones. He's thinking about it. He's got a tender heart towards God. And then when he goes in and he starts playing before Saul, uh, that just comes out. And what he's doing, so he's got a tender heart there. so what can we learn from David? How can we apply this to our lives? Well, first off, we need to be faithful uh first our first Corinthians chapter four verse two tells us this: Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful uh, if we're not faithful with little things that God has given to us. How can he trust us with the big things that God wants to give to us? And don't you think God wants to give us big things to do and, and big things to take care of? But we've got to be faithful in the little things. And that's where we too often get tripped up. We don't uh, take care of properly the little things that God gives for us to do. So we need to be faithful. The second thing that I notice: uh, we need to be preparing for the battles to come. We know that battles are coming. We need to be prepared for them. In fact, we have been commanded to go out and preach the gospel to every creature. When you share the gospel with someone else, it's a battle. It really is. You're battling over the soul of that person, trying to get the word of God to them. And Satan is trying to keep the word of God from them. He's trying to pluck it out of their heart. And so we've got to be preparing so that we know uh what the best way is to share the gospel with someone else. Uh oftentimes we don't think about evangelism, but uh we need to be studying. The Bible tells us in 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightfully rightly dividing the word of truth. Most Christians don't know the word of God well enough to defend their faith in Christianity. They're easy pickings for uh, other people coming along that can trip them up with just a little bit. Uh, We need to study the word of God because the battles are coming. And then the last thing we need to be, we need to learn to be sensitive to what God is doing. Um, This might seem odd, but we need to be sensitive to what is going on around us, whether, uh, somebody is rejoicing, whether somebody is weeping, whether somebody needs an encouraging hand or or whether someone needs to be reproved. Uh, We need to be sensitive to what God is trying to do, whether it's uh, we're getting ready for worship. We need to get our minds on worship or whether we're getting ready to just enjoy time with, with family. We need to be sensitive to the time. There are times that it's it's time to present the gospel. There are times that it's not. Uh, But I find in Romans chapter 12, verse 15, uh, this is the practical part of Romans. But he tells us, rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. We also find that Paul states that I become all things to all men that I might by all means save some. Uh, We read in in, um, Ecclesiastes that there's a time for everything and a Uh, a time and a purpose for things Uh, we need to learn to be discerning of that Uh, i see so much of the time where christians just don't know what they should be doing or when they should be doing it and we get so mixed up with that but we see that david uh, he was sensitive towards those things he was sensitive towards the leading with the holy spirit and we need to learn to be that way as well so uh, i hope these are some Things that we can learn from David. Yes, he was a man with flaws. And, and yes, he was a man that that messed a lot of things up, but he was a man after God's own heart. And, and he's one that I think we can learn a lot from if we're willing to learn from him. So I hope that's a help to you today. And until the next time, I'll feed her in.